was recently in a conversation on the phone with a friend, and we were talking about uh, a mutual mentor that we have, and with amazement she used the proverb, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't know if you know that Polish proverb or not, but we were talking about our friend and his ability to know what is his circus and who are his monkeys to be in charge of. And when a situation is not his circus and not his monkeys and something he does not need to be concerned with. This friend of ours will ask himself things like, is this mine to deal with? Is there something I need to do about this? Or is it better that I not get involved? Will things be okay if I choose not to engage in this? These are important questions to be able to ask. They're questions that many of us well-intentioned people need to learn to ask because sometimes we insert ourselves in matters that are not ours to deal with. It's probably easier to notice when others insert themselves into matters that they don't need to be dealing with also. But the same is true for us. We're going to read a parable here, one that probably is not one that you have read all that often or you know by heart the way you know the parable of, say, the prodigal son or the woman who lost her coin in the house. Nevertheless, it is an interesting parable and one that that challenges us because of our overactive, hypersensitive, share-everything, comment-on-anything, have-a-solution-to-everything culture. This parable reminds us that there are certain things we are to stick to. There is something we are called to. But doing so might be hard for us. So let's think a little bit about that as we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. We'll read verses 24 through 30, which is the parable itself, and then Jesus explains the parable in verses 36 through 43. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him then, Then do you want us to go and to gather them, the weeds? The wise farmer replied, No, no, for in gathering the weed, you would uproot the wheat among them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and then at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into a house. And his disciples approached him saying, Explain to us this 
parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, and the field is the world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, the reapers are angels. And just as the weeds are collected to be burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all, of the co- all that causes sin and all the evildoers, and will throw them in the fire of the furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we meet Jesus in Matthew 13, he's in the middle of this long section of teaching, and he's using these agricultural parables. And and frankly, as a suburban kid, it feels precarious for me to preach about agriculture. I mentioned to someone this morning that I pretty much know all I know about growing anything from the Bible, and the Bible is not a very good agriculture textbook. I think you could do worse, but, but if I were forced to grow, uh, harvest, and store my own food, I would be in trouble. But I suspect I do know enough about growing things, and I suspect you do as well, even if you didn't grow up on a farm, to see how Jesus lifts this parable from a field to a, a metaphorical field of people, as he explains in his explanation. We could look around and we could see wheat and we can see weeds all around us. We can point out which seeds have sprouted good grain and which ones have not. And we can look at the two growing right there together, right next to one another. And it's tempting for us to want to sort it all out right now. But the parable tells us That is not our job. You see, um, you heard this. The the farmer, he had his field ready for good seed. He spread out his good seed and he, he waits. He waters. He tends. His workers tend. He waits some more. And then he learns about those weeds that were there. His good seed was there and his And weeds got sown with them. And the farmer is wise enough to know that if I uproot the weeds, I will uproot everything. And I can't uproot everything. I don't need to uproot everything. He realizes that the weeds are not going to choke out his wheat. And so he's going to let it grow and sort it all out at the end. Now is not the time to overreact. Now is not the time for him to get all bothered and try to solve the situation immediately. Now is the time to wait and let nature take its course. Now there's another idiom that I've thought about quite a bit in preparing for this sermon, and it's one that we all know probably a little bit better. 
don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? This idiom is rooted in a day when your bathwater would have been so dirty that potentially you could have thrown out the baby without seeing it. You also had to get rid of your bathwater instead of flipping a toggle on your uh, tub indoors and let the plumbing take care of things. The, The point, of course, though, is that there are times when we don't need to throw everything away. Just because the bathwater's dirty, don't throw it all out. Just throw out the bathwater. It's dirty because everything else is now clean. And so, in our house, and likely in your house, after the bath was over, you flipped the switch, you took out the washcloths and the toys, and usually the baby, and you get the point. The farmer realizes, though, that to pull everything up right now in that moment would be to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The farmer realized that picking through every little detail at that point would have been both time-consuming and counterproductive to everything that actually needed to grow. He realized that sometimes patience is called for. But if he had gotten too bothered with his situation, he could have certainly rid himself of those weeds. But at what expense? But since this, since this story is not just about wheat and weeds and how to handle a field that gets sown with the wrong thing, something most of us do not actually have to deal with, we see that this is a story about our lives. It's a story about how you and I connect to God. It's a story about what our job is in all of this. It's a story about not being tempted to pick through the harvest too soon. God will work out the wheat and the weeds at the end. God never throws out the baby with the bathwater. But too often, we don't have the trust that doing this takes. We, we fail to execute the patience that is required, and we don't differentiate ourselves from situations. We think we can fix it all. We think that every circus is full of our monkeys. No matter what it is, no matter what the situation, we think it's our job to have an opinion, a solution, an opportunity to step in and make everything better for everything else. And we just, we just can't. But what we can do is know, what are we called to? And what do we have to leave up to God? What weeds do we need to pick? And what weeds do we need to leave to God? And better than even thinking about that, we ask ourselves the question, how can we as the wheat grow? Because that is what this parable is about. How can we grow? We have to acknowledge in this parable that there, well, if we live long enough, we know that Every situation is not perfect. 
The parable reminds us that there are there is evil in this world. There are enemies in this world. And sometimes the enemy looks a whole lot like that wheat that we're trying to produce. Remember, it took a while for those workers to see what it was that was happening. And this is hard because we're tempted to look for situations that are perfect, that are ideal. We always think the grass is greener on the other side, but then if we think about the parable, we remember and we realize we're just not close enough to that grass to see there's probably weeds over there too. Because living with the weeds is a reality of life. Letting the weeds grow among us is sometimes what we must do. Sometimes our lot is, and our, our call is, is not to put um, our seed in a different place, but to realize that God's called us to grow right here, right where we are. And there's going to be weeds, but it's still our call, our job to grow. It's God's job to separate the garden. God will take care of that. The separation of the wheat from the weeds is not our circus. There is a timeless quote from Billy Graham that speaks just about this very thing. It's one that I've used here before and one that we we can never hear too often. I can never hear it too often. Graham is quoted as saying, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's God's job to judge. It's my job to love. You and I are not to convict. It's not our job always to tell people what to do, to tell them when to do it, or to inform them about how they could do it better. It's the Holy Spirit's job to help with those seeds or those weeds. We are not judges. We can see evidence in someone else's life that leads to situations that are less than ideal, but it's not our job to decide if they are a wheat or a weed. It would be fun to levy judgment. It is fun to sit back and be critical. Helps us feel better about ourselves, but it is not our job. Those are not our monkeys. Your job is to wait. It's to determine if you are wheat. It's to wait like the farmer waits and to show love, to help things to grow, to bring things along, to nurture the seed that has been planted. Love as best you can, and God will take care of the rest. God separates things in the harvest. Follow faithfully and love generously. And when it's time to separate the wheat from the weeds, you will find yourself in the right pile. And you'll probably find yourself in the pile with those people and things you have loved well. The farmer helps things grow. It's your job to love. And so in the parable of the wheat and the weeds, your job is to produce as much wheat as you can and let God separate it out in the end. This morning we hear an incredibly 
practical parable. One that doesn't necessarily, especially on its surface, feel all that deeply spiritual. But I think if we take it to heart, I think if we take seriously that it is God's job to to convict and judge, it's our job to just love. This this parable has the power to change us and to change the fields that we live in. But we have to do our part and we cannot play God. We have to love and let it grow. I began with that proverb. I learned it was a Polish proverb. Not my circus and not my monkeys. And it is applicable here. There are times when there are things we shouldn't do anything about. We can't do anything about what it is. And you have an opportunity in your spiritual life, though, to do something about that which you can do something about. You have an opportunity to grow in your spiritual life and to follow God faithfully and help the seeds of your life grow well. God tells you to love. To love the seeds around you and if necessary, love the weeds around you too. Love the field that you're planted in. So when you find yourself trying to separate yourself from things, when you find yourself playing God in a way that you shouldn't, stop. Stop and remember the last few verses of that scripture which says the Lord will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all the causes of sin and all the evildoers. And the Lord will take care of them in the furnace of the fire. But the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Your role in the circus of this world is to be the wheat of the field that grows well. And the way that we grow well is to love. I pray today that we all may have the wisdom to hear how God is leading us to grow in His love. And I pray that we'll have the wisdom to help ourselves and help those around us love well and grow deeply for the sake of all the wheat in His field. Shall we pray? Gracious God, it is all too easy to get in someone else's lane, to claim what we think you've called us to is their work. And Lord, it is all too easy to claim what you have determined is your work as our own. But Lord, help us to have wisdom to see and know the difference. Help us to know that there will always be the enemy around Nevertheless, it is our call to love and to serve. It's our call to love and to care. It's our call to love and to nurture. And it is not our our job to separate. Not today. Lord, help us to embrace your call to love and and to trust that you are the good farmer. And in the end, we will be a part of your good harvest. This, O Lord, we pray with great faith and with great hope. 
We pray with the desire to grow well. And we pray it in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, today. Amen.